0: Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs and professionals to make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategist. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Indestructible Wealth. And very excited, I just came out with my new free guide called 10 Safe Passive Income Investments. It's a 36-page guide that goes into detail of 10 different investment ideas, and 7 out of 10 of these I have personally invested in myself. And the other three, well, I absolutely would. I just already have my assets allocation, and I probably will add the others as they generate more cash. I know you guys have heard this story before if you've listened to me at any you know, of my other content, but I'm going to repeat it again. I gambled way too much on risky assets as a 22-year-old college kid. I saved up $50,000 in hustle cash. Tech stocks were cranking. The internet was new, and everyone wanted to get a piece of that action, including me. These stocks had gone up in the previous several years by 40% or more. Well, that story ended badly. I lost half of the money when the dot-com bubble burst within like six months. It was so depressing. How hard I worked to save up that $50,000. you know how many incredible keg parties I could have thrown in my college apartment building, which was perfect, the perfect setup for college parties? In fact. One time we had a thousand people at one of our parties and man, it was insane. The bores were bouncing. We weren't sure if they were gonna cave in or not. But hey, good times, good story. There's really not too many stories to start with. Hey, I was in bed at 10 o'clock reading a book, right? So although that's of course much better for a happier, more sustainable life. Today, I advocate that getting the bulk of your principal capital into safe cash flow generating assets will create an incredible foundation to build massive wealth from there. Once those assets are kicking off steady streams of cash, you can afford to get more aggressive. I started buying up a lot of these assets included in this guide once I'd recovered and stacked some more cash. And of course, there were several on here that I didn't even know existed. So you have an upper hand here, especially if you're kind of just getting started in your investing career in your 20s or 30s you can absolutely tap into my experience and this guide that i'm going to go through today but you definitely want to get the actual printed version of the guide you can download it by going to my website myindestructiblewealth.com wait about 5 seconds the pop up well it'll pop up and it's going to give you the option to enter in your email and you'll download the guide and then you're also congratulations you're on the insiders club list and you'll get exclusive content and things that nobody else will get except of course my premier private mastermind clients will get the most exclusive ideas and research from me but you're going to get for free every week you're going to get some the goods so once you have the multiple sources of cash flow then you take those streams of income and you can speculate with them you know that's the stuff that income is what I largely use to buy the crypto, the tech stocks, the early stage pre-IPO companies. And if they don't work out, which some certainly will not, your income is automatically replenished and you don't have to start over. You never want to risk your current lifestyle for a better one. Once you understand you know, and believe in this strategy that I'm advocating across all of my content, the question I get all the time goes like this. What are some examples of assets that are safe and produce passive income? So the guide I created is the answer to that very question. The guide gives you actionable tactics that you can implement today, even specific links and resources of where to go to buy them. So let's dive in and build some insane multi-generational wealth with ample amounts of passive income flowing into your accounts every month which will give you the freedom and autonomy to do what you want, when you want, with who you want to do it with at any time. And if anything in life should throw you a massive curveball, well, you're going to be well-positioned and have the financial strength to easily weather that storm. So what do you expect from my guide? Included in the guide for each of the 10 investments are five things, okay? Number one, what investment are we talking about? How much risk are we talking about? That's number two. Number three, who is this good for? A beginner, an intermediate, or an experienced investor? Four, what are the potential annualized returns? And five, how exactly should you go about it? So this is a guide on what exactly I would do and what you could do with your cash if you decide that you like any of these ideas. Now, one other thing before we dive in, it's not a mindset guide. It's not theory or generalization. It's, these are immediately actionable, but you got to get the guide in order to get the links to where to go. I'm going to give you guys an overview of each one, more about each one in detail, but definitely go to myindestructiblewealth.com, grab the guide. I think you're going to get incredible insane value from me for free, and you're probably going to want to go out and grab some of these investments. now the key here is that if you've got $50 to invest, literally, there's things on here that you're going to be able to do. And then I've got things on here that cost 50 to 75K or more. So it's a good mix for beginner, intermediate, and advanced investors and gives you the strategy and who it's really appropriate for. So number one, and these are in no particular order, honestly. Number one is convertible bonds. And I did a podcast on this. So you guys want to deep dive into this. It was a recent podcast, but this has a very low risk level. It's great for any type of investor, especially beginners. And the potential returns are 4 to 7% guaranteed with a possible upside of 100% growth or more. So what is a convertible bond? It's a fixed income investment that delivers a cash flow yield to its investor. So just like a traditional bond, a convertible bond delivers regular income and will return all of our principal investment when it matures. So the maturity is like the expiration date of the bond. So I dove deep into this asset on episode 89 of my podcast. So you really want to take a deep dive on this one, go to that episode. I'm just giving you a, a brief overview on each idea and some of these ideas i have shared on my podcast before if they seem like they're being repeated but some of these are brand new these bonds can do something else as well these bonds can be converted into shares in the company that issues them and the conversion happens at a predetermined conversion ratio and conversion price so it can be done at any time during the bond's life when you're holding the bond so you might be really surprised to see the kind of opportunities that are out there. Already we've begun to put together a core database of safe convertible debt offerings for technology companies, which gives you even higher upside and still keeping the safety of the guaranteed bond structure. So here's an example. Let's imagine a company issues a convertible bond yielding 5% with the maturity date of July 5th, 2025. So that's about three years from the point I'm speaking this. This bond has a conversion ratio of 10 to 1. That means we convert the bond into 10 shares of the company's stock. So say the bond is priced at 1000 bucks. We purchase 10 bonds for $10,000, and that means we expect to receive $500 or 5% every year. And three years from now, we'll get all of our invested capital back in a crazy market like this it's a very appealing prospect. Our principal investment is protected and we're producing income as we wait. But this is where things get interesting is the conversion option. Our 10 bonds give us the right to acquire hundred shares in the company. So with a $10,000 investment, it means we'd be able to acquire hundred shares at the predetermined conversion price. Okay. So let's think about what that means. Imagine we hold it for two years. We collect 5% along the way. And if the conversion price was $100 on a bond at a 10 to 1 ratio, and the underlying share price jumped up to $150, a $10,000 investment would deliver us $5,000 or 50% return. And because we collected a 5% yield on the interest portion of the bond for the previous two years, now our total investment went to 6,000 or 60%. So a lot can change over the two, three-year period of which you're holding it. For exactly the steps on how to get these, you got to get my guide, myindestructiblewealth.com. Number two, USI savings bonds. Wow, I don't know. I haven't really talked about this. I think it it could warrant a full episode on this subject because the risk level is extremely low unless you think the federal government will go bankrupt, dissolve default. Great for any investor, the returns are crazy, 9.62%. That's uh, not an error. They're paying a fixed rate that is currently higher than inflation. Most people don't even know that these are possible to buy, but anyone can go to treasurydirect.gov, open up an account and purchase any amount between $25 and $10,000. And $10,000 is the maximum that you can get in a calendar year. These have the interest fixed for 30 years. Now, keep in mind two facts. Any investor can cash out their savings bond anytime after holding for one year. If you decide to sell before holding for a full five years, then the previous three months of interest are lost. And that's it. It's really, it's simple. It's a fantastic fixed income return concerning the market conditions that we are in right now, which is uncertainty. Idea number three municipal bonds, and privatized banking. The risk level is extremely low, and it's great for any investor, especially those who are looking for a safe fixed income in a, a higher tax bracket. The potential returns are low, but that's because the risk is almost non-existent. You're probably looking at about 3 to 6% annualized returns depending on your tax bracket. I'm combining these two power shots together because they're about the safest, most secure investments you can possibly get. And if utilized properly, both can generate tax-free income. They have very similar returns. Now, personally, I prefer privatized banking because it provides more liquidity, meaning fast access to cash. And as an entrepreneur, I need that always. But I understand some are not all that excited about the concept of a whole life insurance policy, which is AKA privatized banking. How many normal investors know how to buy municipal bonds today, even what they are? I think if you went out and asked a hundred of your friends, tell me a couple would have the answer. They're a bit of a kind of an antiquated market, but they're becoming more compelling in the current market environment. These debt securities are issued by states, cities, and counties to finance projects like building schools, highways, or sewers. And like convertible bonds, the issuer returns regular interest payments up until the bond maturity date. These are typically sold through a specialized broker. These brokers must be licensed in each state they deal in. And what makes them safe is that they're issued through state and local governments, unlike the stock market. The safest municipal bonds tend to be in sewer and water. So it's important to focus on the core municipal infrastructure that everyone needs every day. Think utilities and to stay away from things like municipal bonds for golf courses. Now, these might not sound exciting to you guys used to hearing about investing on the cutting edge of technology and biotechnology, but there's a good reason I'm mentioning them here. Municipal bonds are a great option for fixed income. They pay out twice a year. And here's the kicker, really important guys. We don't pay federal taxes on the income. Much like convertible bonds, their yields are rising to incentivize investors to buy them in the rising rates environment we're experiencing right now. Okay. Now, municipal bonds, like I said, it's a huge market yet are a bit more difficult to purchase. Specific steps on how to purchase them can be found on my guide. So I don't know if you guys are getting the hint yet, but I think you need the guide. I'm going to skip over privatized banking because I've done a full episode on that at least a couple of times before, and I'm going to go right to turnkey real estate. This is option number four, the risk level I would consider medium. The type of investor was great for any and the potential returns are around 7 to 20% depending if you get a long-term or a short-term rental property. Now, if you're someone who doesn't, you know, have the time to study about the market, doesn't have the expertise to identify smart deals, doesn't want to get their hands dirty on the streets looking for properties and deals, then turnkey could be great for you. Turnkey companies buy off-market or distressed properties, fix them up, and then they're sold to investors like you as a cash-flowing property. This model is called turnkey because essentially you turn the key and boom, presto, you're making money on it. With the market being up so much, there are a lot less deals that make sense from a cash flow positive perspective. So in real estate, this is called a price-to-rent ratio typically the price to rent ratio needs to be around 1% or greater for the property to really make sense to buy, to produce positive cash flow. So what do I mean by the 1% rule? This is common in real estate. So you guys, it's important that you understand this concept. For example, if the price is $100,000, then the rents need to be at $1,000 per month or more, which is 1,000 is 1% of 100,000 for there to be much chance Of a profit after all expenses that thousand in rent gets eaten up pretty quick by a mortgage taxes insurance property management fees and then repairs and maintenance can absolutely eat up that cash really fast of endless government money printing obviously is inflation as prices continue to climb it's getting tougher to find quality properties that meet the one percent rule there are still deals out there but typically maybe not in the best neighborhoods and this could create even more tenant problems and headaches of ownership. So in order to find quality tenants, you want to be looking in the more middle income neighborhoods. So our company, I own equity and I've run a company called High Return Real Estate for the last seven years. We realized we needed to get resourceful and figure out other ways to increase returns. What we did is we have moved our entire company over to maximize rents through short-term rentals. Though maybe a bit riskier, this model can get you higher returns. And again, it depends on your risk tolerance because short-term rentals are a little bit more volatile, especially, obviously, you're not guaranteed a renter from month to month. The other thing that we're doing is looking for units that make sense to have an ADU, an additional dwelling unit. And these are sometimes attached to the existing structure, but sometimes are brand new build of a garage apartment or maybe a carriage house detached from the main property. ADUs allow you to increase your rents per property without having to buy any additional land. And as you already own the lot you know that the main property sits on. We have developed a program called Partner With Us where you can do just that. You can leverage our acquisition and rehab teams to help you build out an amazing property with more than one unit, thereby increasing your cash flow and tax deductions significantly. And speaking of tax savings, our systematic wealth educational program can help you much better understand debt and taxes at a level that most investors never attain. These two things will move the needle for you much more than any good deal that's out there. We actually, our company just acquired a tax firm last week. We closed on it. We bought it. And so we have the ability now through our high return real estate company and the new tax company that we had to provide an incredible increase of your taxable savings, your deductions that you're going to be able to take to be able to reduce your taxable burden. One example of this is a concept called cost segregation. So I want to get into the weeds for you guys. So just stay with me on this. I'll move on. Okay. <laughs> Very simply put, this is a way you take additional more depreciation on a property, meaning depreciation is the phantom deduction that you're able to deduct even though, you know, your property is still the same value, you're able to take the depreciation deduction off of your tax return. This is a great way when you partner with us since you own the property from the beginning of the cycle, the cycle is in term of you bought it before it got rehabbed, you're funding the rehab, and that makes you able to take way more of a write-off than had you bought a finished turnkey property. So, if this sounds a little bit tricky, it can be. That's why you need a team to help you with it. You can book a call right on the cash flow guide that I'm going to give you guys. You can book a call with our head of investor relations at High Return Real Estate if you're interested in that model. You typically for a short-term rental. You're going to need probably about at least 50K cash because you're going to put a down payment, of course, to acquire the property, and then you've got to stage it, meaning you've got to furnish the property, and that obviously is going to take some additional cash that you can't get lending on to do that. All right, let's move on. Number five, syndication. The risk level, I consider low to medium, although some would say medium to high, although Let's let's go with medium risk. The type of investor is a, usually an experienced and accredited investor. So an accredited is a higher income individual. You're making at least two hundred k a year, three hundred k as a, uh, you know, with your spouse or significant other, and or you're a millionaire. And you usually need about fifty thousand minimum. So I understand this eliminates a lot of you that are listening right now. However you're all going for this accredited status. You're going to get your incomes up as you continue to grow in your professions and your in your and grow your businesses. So you will eventually, I believe, make accredited status and be able to do things like this that have much higher potential returns, typically 15 to 30% type annualized returns. So that means your money is doubling at 25% returns. Your money's doubling every four years. That's incredible. That's more than Warren Buffett. Syndication is my route to real estate investing if you don't want to own rental property or you don't want to mess around with it. Once your income gets to a certain point, property dealing may not be worth the hassle for you. You can get your real estate exposure, meaning you can get into the asset class more passively by investing in larger projects with a group of investors, which is called syndication. So, why do I really love it? Well, I just had my business coaches, Jan and Monica Zanz, on my podcast. If you missed that episode, it was two episodes ago. Go back and listen to that. They're in phenomenal interview. They paid $250 a month for 15 straight years on their storage locker before they cleared it out and ended their lease. This is why it's my favorite investment. You've got people who are willing to pay for 15 straight years without missing a beat automatically, and you don't have any headache whatsoever as the owner. There's no tenants, toilets, or trash to deal with. Because people aren't living in their units, their stuff is. Let's move on to number six crowdfunding real estate. The risk level is medium, the type of investors, the beginner, the potential returns are 8 to 12%. So I'm really excited about this idea for a lot of you because I realize to get into a lot of real estate deals, I mean, you typically need at least 25K cash or more to be able to do the down payment. And that might not get you a very nice property if you're getting, you know, 100k property I mean, in some areas that's a, you know definite C class property. So you might have some struggles with the tenant class. Crowdfunding is where a lot of people put in a little bit of money to fund a project or a venture. Now, real estate investing obviously historically profitable has its limitations. Again, it's typically how much capital that you have. So there's a platform I really believe in it's called Fundrise their track record is incredible and because of how they've structured their deals where their fees are are pretty low compared to what they do you're going to be able to get 8 to 12% returns over the course of a multi-year period so Incredible way to generate consistent cash flow with as little as fifty dollars. You don't need a lot of money to be able to, you know, start funding any of these types of deals. And I think it's a lower risk way to get into real estate because you can spread your money out over multiple deals, which is going to create further diversification and lower your risk. So if one of those deals, which typically does not happen, goes completely bust, which is incredibly, incredibly difficult to do in real estate for a deal to just go bust. I mean, it could lose some money, but typically they don't go to zero because the asset that you're buying always has real value. What you can expect though, when you do this is in the beginning, your returns are going to be lower the first year or two because they're creating value on these properties. So in other words, you're going to buy into projects that they're going to be improving and doing construction and rehab. So your first year, you may not be making all that much, but as the property gets rehabbed, it gets optimized, and it gets maximized for cash flow. Year two, year three, year four, you start to see it catch up, and you start to see almost like a J-curve of where your returns just start to get bigger. Go to fundrise.com, and you can set up a free account. And uh, definitely, again, you want to get my guide to give you guys all the details on this one. Number seven, cash flow the stock market with options. The risk level is medium. The type of investor, I would say, is more of an intermediate to an advanced investor with a minimum of 20,000. The potential returns are 20 to 30%. I've seen it higher than this. So the traditional approach to stocks is to simply buy them and wait for them to go up. And of course, it's a great way to produce long-term wealth. It's definitely part of the indestructible wealth method. I think you should buy stocks and hold them for long periods of time. I certainly have a nice chunk of stocks in my portfolio, but most investors that want to produce income from the stock market generally do it through dividends. Dividends are simply a share of the company's profits returned to shareholders or the owners. When a company generates a profit, they need to decide whether to reinvest it back into future growth or pay it out to the owners. And oftentimes they do both. But current dividends sit around 1.27%. That's hardly going to be making any meaningful difference in your finances anytime soon. This strategy uses options to generate immediate income from the market. Hedge funds and institutions have been using options to get market leverage for years. There's different types of options trading strategies out there. The one option service I recommend called Alpha Edge, I detail it in my book. Okay, you also need to get my book. It's 4.95 you guys. It's an instantaneous download. I go through and give you more details on how options work. So grab my book so you can learn about cash flow in the market with options. Grab the guide cuz that's going to give you some overview as well. Number 8, crypto mining. Now, I wouldn't call this a safe income play. Okay, but it's the safest way to play crypto that I know. The risk level is probably the highest out of all 10 ideas. You need to be an intermediate or an advanced investor, but your returns are very high, even 100% plus. Simply buying and holding Bitcoin and other cryptos is a great way to set yourself up for life-changing gains. However, mining your own Bitcoin adds another dimension, whether you use it to add to your existing holdings or you start acquiring your very first crypto, mining sets you up to acquire smaller amounts of crypto on a regular basis. So it's a lot like dollar cost averaging the process of investing a fixed amount of money into a certain asset on a regular schedule. So for example, putting $50 into the same stock every month instead of buying a large amount of shares at once helps you manage your risk and limit your downside if that stock were to suddenly drop. With crypto mining, the difference is that you make just a single upfront investment for a machine and then continue acquiring more crypto for as long as the machine functions. A lot of them can last five years if they're new or more. It might take a year for you to break even as compared to simply buying the same amount of crypto outright. But from that point forward, when you hit that break even number, your crypto holdings will continue soaring. It's like you're printing free money for more deets i did a podcast episode on this episode 55 how to legally print money go check that out and i think you guys are going to definitely love this idea and there's different opportunities to get involved i have 400 slots in our crypto mining company that's about to open up we've been working on this for a year waiting for supply chain to recover waiting for parts from china but we're about to go live and start generating cash flow from Bitcoin mining. If you guys are interested to do it with me, you need seventy-five k. And uh, just to let you know, so if you're looking for other options that have less capital, maybe not as good of returns as mine, but still, uh, and you know, maybe not somebody that you know like and trust like me. But I've given options on that episode fifty-five where you can go to learn about Bitcoin mining. Number nine, mortgage-backed notes. The risk level is low to maybe medium. Great for an intermediate or advanced investor with a minimum of fifty thousand. The potential returns are around fixed income of about six up to nine percent. A mortgage-backed note is also called a first trust deed. It's very simple. You become the bank on the property. You own the loan, and you're paid monthly interest from the lender from the borrow. If the borrower defaults, you take over the title to the property and boom, you own it. Now, you could do this for a residential property, but you know, typically the returns would be too low to make it worth it. You're only getting at three or 4%. For an investment property, you can get a higher interest rate in the six to 9% range. So you guys want to know about this one? Grab my guide. I go into a little bit more detail. Number 10, and we're going to close it out with house hacking. Risk levels low to medium, great for a beginner. The potential returns are very high. You know, Think about this. On average, housing is the person's largest monthly expense, and depending on where they live, it could make up a big portion of their monthly budget. House hacking is a great way to get started in real estate investing, reduce or even eliminate your housing expenses, and accelerate your path to financial freedoms. When you house hack, you purchase a property using a low to no down payment loan, move in, rent out the additional rooms or units. And the rent payments you receive will help you pay towards your mortgage so you could even be living for free. When you purchase a house hack, you have to live in the property for at least one full year to qualify for a low down payment owner occupant loan. And I understand this will only work for people at certain stages of life. For example, if you've got a family, you probably don't want to do this because you want privacy. But if you're younger and single, I think it works. It's probably the best time when you're just starting off your wealth building journey in your early 20s to house hack. I did this. I bought my first house at age 22, right out of college, and I house hacked and I rented out the extra bedroom, and that cut my housing payment, my expense in half. Grab the copy of my guide because on it, I link to my friends, popular finance creators, Allie and Josh, the Phi couple on Instagram, who I had on my show. They put an awesome guide together. If you're looking to get started with a house hack, you want to understand more about how to do it successfully, including understanding loans, deal search, inspections, finding great tenants, making less mistakes or none, you'll want to get their guide. And I link to it in my guide. So of course, start with my guide on myindestructiblewealth.com. And you're going to be on the Insiders Club weekly newsletter from there. You guys hope this helps you. I think these are awesome ways to invest 80% of your initial principal capital to protect it and get it kicking off cash. And boom, take that cash flow. And then you can use that to do your riskier stuff that you guys just can't help yourselves but want to do. Have a great day. Talk to you guys soon. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, Check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges and I promise I'll respond. I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.